Welcome to Academically Speaking. This podcast is designed to provide our listeners with an opportunity to engage with subjects and topics related to student academic success. How we think and what we do is important to how we become citizens of this country and of the world. Welcome to season two of Academically Speaking. This season, we'll focus on student success. We'll delve into what it feels like to be a student at UCF, what the university is doing well, and how we can strengthen the support we provide to students. In this episode, we're focusing on the Student Academic Resource Center, or SARC. It is a learning center on campus that provides students with group and one-on-one peer tutoring, academic coaching, and workshops. Its supplemental instruction program has recently earned accreditation by the International Center of Supplemental Instruction. UCF is the only Florida institution to receive this distinction. Joining me today are Becky Piety, Director of SARC, Dr. Anna Mack, SARC's Assistant Director, and Erica Steger, the coordinator of the Supplemental Instruction Program. And first, you know, as we get started with this, I I want to take an opportunity to first thank our guest for joining us in this podcast, the work that the Student Academic Resource Center does on the campus of UCF is instrumental toward this notion of what we call student success. And it is really particularly important that we acknowledge all of the students who are providing both tutoring and supplemental instruction to their peers toward their academic success. So we're gonna start with our first question to Becky Piety. Can you tell us about SARC and how students can access your services? Yes, Dr. Barry, absolutely. And likewise, I also wanted to start by just thanking you so much for taking the opportunity to feature SARC on today's podcast. We are all both honored and thrilled to be with you today. Mentioned in the introduction, SARC is a learning center that provides a variety of programs and services to help students be successful here on campus, not only in their classes, but also to really help prepare them for a future of lifelong learning. We want students to develop those study skills and success habits that are necessary to be successful here at UCF, but also those that will be valued by future employers. In order to accomplish this, we want to make connecting with SARC as convenient as possible for students. So all of SARC's services are offered in a hybrid format, which means that students can participate either in person or online as well. And of course, you'll learn more about all of SARC services a little bit later through our conversations today. Excellent, thank you, Becky. So Erica, we know that you were instrumental in SARC being uh, recognized and accredited for its supplemental instruction program that received a prestigious recognition um, um, in, in relationship to the work that it does for our campus and the work that you have done in relationship to this program receiving such recognition. Tell us about this recognition. 
Thank you, Dr. Barry. Um, so the recognition that we received is accreditation by the uh, the International Center for Supplemental Instruction, which is the governing body that created um, supplemental instruction um, as a model for academic support. And the purpose of this accreditation is they look at supplemental instruction programs, not just across the country, but actually internationally as well. And they look at how we are training our SI leaders. They look at how we are observing and evaluating them. And they also look at our data. And basically what they're looking for is to verify that the programs under their umbrella are adhering to the supplemental instruction model and that the implementation of the model on their campus is effective. So they look at the data that we provide in terms of attendance and also in terms of uh, the grades earned by the students that attend SI and what they're really looking to see, which is present in our data and has been for a very long time, is that the students that attend SI are performing better than the students who are not attending SI. On average, that's going to be between one half to one full letter grade higher than their peers who do not attend. And one cool thing about our data is it actually does control for incoming SAT scores. So basically what that means is that the students who are attending SI are not just the students who were already going to do better. But yeah, so we are very excited to receive this accreditation because basically what it means is that SI on our campus is working. It is helping students perform better in their classes and be retained. And it's also showing that the training that we're doing and that the evaluations that we're doing are on the standard of supplemental instruction programs at the international level. Okay, so we're going to take about a half a step back because we've talked a little bit about this uh, prestigious recognition, but we haven't really dug into what supplemental instruction is and what students can expect to experience in a supplemental instruction program. Yeah, so SI or supplemental instruction is a type of academic support where students will attend up to four weekly sessions that are 50 minutes long outside of their regular classes. Where SI is going to differ from traditional peer tutoring, which our viewers might be more familiar with, is SI leaders are paired with individual instructors and SI leaders actually attend every lecture alongside the students actually enrolled in the class. So most people who've been students at some point in their life will know, will probably remember a time when they and their buddy were in the same class with different professors and had very different experiences. So SI kind of helps to fulfill that need. In an actual SI session, attendees can expect to be participating in a lot of group work, a lot of collaborative learning, and they can expect that the leader is going to interact with them in a very Socratic way. So they're going to get asked a lot of questions to guide them to an answer rather than the leader directly re-explaining material like a TA or a professor might in office hours. And the collaborative nature of SI is why it's so effective. They can also expect to learn study strategies, test-taking strategies, and just generally receive tips from the SI leader, a student who had previously taken the class and done well, about how to succeed in that course. Okay, thank you. Dr. Mack, can you tell us about the other services that SARC offers? Absolutely, Dr. Berry. In addition to SI, SARC provides free peer tutoring for students who are enrolled in the most challenging courses in science, engineering, computer science, business, digital media, legal studies, and Spanish. These services are provided by undergraduate students who have excelled 
in the course that they support and are selected because they have received an A and are highly recommended by the faculty member of the course that they support as well. One of the differences, as Eric explained, is that our peer tutors don't attend the actual class and don't cater to a specific course section or instructor. They support all of the sections, so they are uh, more generalist. The other difference is that our peer tutors provide the services in person in a learning center. And we have three locations. We have our SARC at Purple Corn Hall 117, which is our main location. And that's where we provide all of the science, uh, business, and Spanish tutoring. We have location in the, in the College of Engineering and Computer Science located in, engineering, in the Engineering 2 atrium. This is the, our brand new space in engineering. And that's where we provide all of the tutoring services for engineering courses. And lastly, we have a location at uh, UCF downtown campus in the Dr. Phillips Academic Commons in uh, room 330, where we support uh, digital media and legal studies courses. Our peer tutoring is typically available in, in, in a group setting. There is no appointment necessary to join. It is offered in different modalities. It is offered in person at the locations that I mentioned, also online through Zoom or hybrid, where uh, students attend both in person and online and are able to interact uh, with the tutor. This hybrid modality also exists with supplemental instruction. So we're very excited about this initiative. Students who are struggling a little bit and, and uh, with uh, the material and maybe uh, the group setting is not uh, helping them and prefer to meet with a tutor individually, they can schedule a one-on-one -on -one appointment with a tutor. I have to mention that our tutoring last year received level two certification from the College of Reading and Learning Association, CRLA. The CRLA is the association that certifies tutoring programs across the nation. And uh, we're planning to, we're working on level three certification. So that's as far as tutoring, but we have also another exciting uh, program. We have uh, Academic Coaching and Engagement, or ACE. And uh, this, in this program, we have academic coaches who help students build new study skills and strategies that help them become successful academically. Uh, students can meet with a one-on-one -on -one coach in person or online. All of our SARC services are free and they can schedule an appointment with a coach uh, on the SARC website and they can schedule as many appointments as they like. The goal with the coach is to make sure that students uh, can become more aware and uh, more metacognitive and aware of what strategies work for them and to empower them to be more successful, be more motivated to succeed in their courses. We have other resources available. Uh, we have uh, a series of academic success workshops. These are one-hour workshops where students can enhance their learning and study skills. And um, so they can learn about uh, topics like time management, power studying, how to prepare for final exams, 
how to read their textbooks, etc. These workshops are available uh, in person, typically held in the student union and also hybrid. So this is in a, in a nutshell, all of the services that we provide. Thank you. So I'm wondering, as we think about UCF and its footprint in Central Florida, we have sites not only at three locations um, that you mentioned uh, on, on the main campus as well as downtown, but um, UCF is also uh, has a campus um, on International Drive at the Rosen Campus of Hospitality Management. And then we have Connect Centers um, located at a variety of different um, spaces where we have what we call destination programs mm-hmm. where students can complete their degree at UCF at the site where they started their associate degree. So either Anna or Becky can address the likelihood or uh, plans or or even inclination to engage in offering tutoring or supplemental instruction at other sites. Sure, Dr. Barry, I can start by addressing that. And Dr. Mack, if there's anything that you would like to add or contribute, please feel free to jump in. Um, And you're right, Dr. Barry, we have, UCF has um, students spread out throughout not only the Central Florida area, but certainly well beyond that who do need academic support. And the way in which, um, as Dr. Mack mentioned, that we're currently engaging this is primarily through our online services. Uh, Longer term and future planning does necessitate that SARC expand to those destination campuses and those other locations uh, that you mentioned. So I think those plans are in the works and we're very excited to be able to work in that direction. Uh, But until we're able to have our boots on the ground, so to speak, at those locations, Mm -hmm. uh, we are trying to meet that need through, meet that need rather through our online support. And um, I know that the online has been really helpful, particularly for those students who require a flexible schedule for some of our students who are part of UCF online and um, for students who are at other sites. And so it's certainly important to have that as a way of students getting the service they need. So that leads me to my next question. As we have lived through um, some challenging times over the last couple of years. Um, I'm wondering about your thoughts about the way in which technology has been useful to your endeavors in providing academic support to students. Yes, Dr. Barry, I certainly see how technology has helped us be where we are right now, be able to support students in person, online, and in different modalities. The fact that we embraced technology early on, we actually started in 2012 with a very small online program called OPAL, providing tutoring and SI online to students that were not able to join our services in person because of their difficult schedules and because of they they commuted, they lived far from campus. And by improving our technologies, our uh, ability to, you know, uh, provide, improve our our technology and and deliver our services and improving the quality, we were able to go through the challenges of 2020 with the pandemic and be able to provide services entirely online 
And, and now we are able to provide services in different modalities as well. So I think we're very proud of the fact that we have embraced technology early on and be, be where we are and be able to provide different services to students. I, embracing technology is not just something that we you know, do because of the pandemic. It's something that we do hope to maintain going forward. Every semester when we do our surveys, asking folks how they feel about our services, we get people telling us that the only reason they are able to access services is because um, they are offered to uh, online in some degree. Um, I think a lot of people have the habit of thinking of college students as, you know, young, 18 to 20 something, um, you know, living on or, or near campus, but a lot of them are older, a lot of them have families, a lot of them have jobs. Um, so, you know, it is really important that, um, especially since those students already have uh, additional barriers um, that they need to overcome to access education and access support that we are, you know, continuing to do that. As many programs um, and in every industry went through during spring 2020, being able to pivot online so quickly, we were only down for about a week while we uh, pivoted online um, to, to Zoom, um, which was a different program than what we had been using prior to spring 2020. That was, that was just an incredible team effort by not only our professional staff, but by our student staff. I think I like to think I have the best student staff in the world. They are amazing. And um, they were really instrumental, their ideas, their teamwork um, to getting us up and running to helping out UCF students again so quickly. Um, and that spirit of innovation that we were kind of forced to take on during the pandemic is definitely something really positive that stayed with us. And um, I look forward to making our online support and our in-person support better and better every semester. Yeah, I think Erica put it very well. And when she mentioned that uh, a great part of our success is because we have been able to engage very talented students, our technology assistants and tutors, SI leaders, and individuals that have contributed to uh, making our, our delivery of online services stronger have been talented on, on undergraduate students. We, we're very proud of that as well. Thank you. So Dr. Mack, now that students know just a little bit more about SARC and about SI and tutoring and the other services and the modalities of the services that you provide, when should students learn about SARC and when should students visit SARC? Students sh should visit SARC or think about engaging in our services when they need extra help with concepts and course material. Tutoring and SI is a great way to study with peers, keep up with the course material, prepare for exam. So they, they should think, think of our services not only as a last recourse when they, I think they should start thinking about our services early on, not at the last minute, not at the end of the semester, it might be too late. If they can take our schedules and put them in their calendar and come to our services on a regular basis, I think they can get uh, more out of our tutoring, SI, academic coaching. Our research shows that when students participate on a regular basis, whether it's tutoring, peer tutoring, or SI, they not only gain one letter grade higher as an average, but they also will persist in college 
and be retained and graduate at higher rates. And that's what our research shows. They should take advantage of our services. Our tutoring in SI is not only to gain uh, help with concept in their course material, but also to equip them with strong study skills and with, with strategies that will help them be successful, not only for that specific course, but for future courses and be successful throughout their college career. Also add that a student does not necessarily have to be at risk of failing or doing poorly in the mm -hmm. course to come and benefit from um, SI or peer tutoring or any of our services. The classes that we tend to support tend to be high uh, drop fail withdraw courses um, in, you know, like that are gateways for a lot of majors. So a student who is just maybe feeling a little overwhelmed um, or who maybe feels alone in the class should definitely consider coming out to a session because they're going to meet other folks going through the same thing or in similar majors who they can form study groups with. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to be struggling necessarily with the concepts or with the class. Um, it's just a place where you can come and connect with other folks in the class um, so that you can all work together and be more successful mm -hmm. and know that you're not alone, you know, going through that very difficult class. That's absolutely true. Uh, many students, especially in our science courses, uh, in our biology and pre-med, they know that if they attend tutoring or SI, and if, they, if it's available in their, in their course, it's a must to attend because they know that if they engage with it regularly, they have better chances of, of doing well academically. But like Erica said, it is also a great way to network with other students in the same major. And one of the things that's been, you know, really helpful as I've um, had conversations around student success on the campus has been the notion that, you know, the more information our students have about the kinds of services like SARC that are available to them, the much more likely it is that they're going to be successful. So, I would venture to say that they it, they can't learn about SARC too soon, right? It, it's almost as if it should be sort of built into the orientation experience and have an opportunity to know everything that happened. So I think that's really gonna be one of the keys to the success of, of our program. Um, one of the other things that's been uh, one of the biggest events that is led by SARC is study union. Um, Becky, would you tell us a little bit about Study Union? Yeah, absolutely. So every fall and spring semester, SARC hosts its Study Union event, which is really a final exam review session um, for students during, of course, the period of final exams. SARC hosts, on average, about 85 final exam reviews. Uh, they are currently being hosted both in person as well as online um, in an average of about 40 subjects each fall and spring. Um, so students should definitely look out for that information. We post it on SARC's website as well as through our social media platforms. Um, but it's a great way for students to take advantage of that one last final review before that last exam in their courses. And tell us a little bit about how Study Union is organized because, you know, UCF is a big place and, and, and we did a couple of innovations around that over the last couple of years. So tell us a little bit more about how it's organized and, and how 
we might be one of the, the key uh, leaders in relationship to serving such a large undergraduate student population, almost 60,000 students. Yeah, and Dr. Barry, I'm going to defer to Erica on this question because Erica has really been instrumental um, in the organization and the evolution of study union over the last couple of semesters and the last couple of years. So Erica, I'll ask you to jump in and speak a little bit about that. I definitely say my, my colleague, Katie Adams, who oversees peer tutoring is definitely, um, as things return more to normal, is definitely more the point person on, on study union in particular. But um, the biggest innovation that we had um, in the fall is that all of our sessions are now available as hybrid sessions. So students can attend either in person um, or online um, and they receive the same session. All of the sessions are also recorded um, and posted to the study union WordPress. So students can continue to use that as additional study material, watch the review again and again. Um, the ability to do that was the only reason I ever personally passed a math class. So um, it's definitely really helpful to students. Prior to um, the pandemic, we did offer um, sessions online and in person, um, but they were live streamed. So students who were watching online couldn't ask questions live. But now that we use Zoom, they are able to ask questions of the SI leader, whether they are joining us in person or at home or wherever else they might be. Study union sessions are also all generally located in the student union. So it's very nice and centrally located, convenient. And they're generally held the weekend before finals and the week of finals. And what's been the response from faculty about study union? Are they supportive? Are they encouraging students to participate? Have you gotten any response from faculty in relationship to study union? Yeah, so in terms of faculty response to study union, um, much like the faculty response that we see to SARC services in general throughout the semester, faculty are very supportive in terms of the recurring sessions each semester, as well as that final exam review. So I can say overall, the response has been overwhelmingly positive. Thank you, Becky. So my last question, you know, all of you have been doing this kind of work for a little while and you've all been college students and you might've even um, had to finish your own uh, young people as college students. So if you had any academic advice that you would provide to students, um, what would it be? And tell us what academic advice you would provide to students. So Dr. Barry, if I was talking to a younger former version of myself, there is so much advice I would share. I was certainly that college student who did not take advantage of all of the campus services um, and had to learn the hard way, so to speak. So in terms of strategies or advice that I would let students know about, either to help them stay on that path of academic success or if they've been backsliding a bit to really help them get started back on that path so they can stay there long-term. Um, the first thing that I would tell them, the first strategy rather, would be know your campus resources. And Dr. Barry, you touched on this just a moment ago, but we have talked a lot about today um, the SARC services that we do provide, but there are so many other campus resources that can support students academically. We have the University Writing Center, the Math Success Center, 
the Pure Knights Coaching, which offers other generalized and specialized coaching programs. Of course, students can seek out their academic advisor, their faculty member, their TAs, and student accessibility services as well if students have needs in those areas. But any of these, um, in addition to more on campus, are really great places to start with any academic questions or concerns. Any, any student should start early, as we just mentioned, and seek academic assistance rather than waiting until an issue becomes overwhelming or they're feeling stressed out. I think the key really is, is to start early. I think the second thing that I would share in terms of strategies or advice is to learn to organize and manage your time. We see so many students struggling with organization, prioritization, and time management. These, I think, are really also keys to academic success. Students should plan ahead, set goals, set time they need, not only for school, for completing projects and assignments, but they also need to plan for those events and commitments outside of the classroom, which we know that all students have. Many of them are working. It's important to plan and schedule to get those healthy meals and to make time to go to the gym and really just care for themselves holistically because a student's well-being is important, not just for them to be academically successful, but really just to have that overall health and wellness that's important to them. Uh, and I will pause there, Dr. Barry, and let my colleagues weigh in as well, but there's much more advice that I could give also. Well, I, I, and I certainly appreciate the advice that you've given. Um, and, and I have to say that even as a college student myself, I don't think I utilized any of those kinds of services when I was in college, but I was entrepreneurial. I was creating opportunities for students to come see me and pay me for those services. <laughs> <laughs> so I was probably undercutting the, the operation on my campus that was similar to yours so, so I could make a little bit of money. <laughs> but, but that just shows that just goes to show you that I was the geeky kid on campus, right? So Erica, what advice would you provide? I could fill the whole hour podcast. Um, but um, <laughs> I think the most important ones are, as Becky said, um, go early. And um, this is advice students hear a lot. So the, the little bit I'll add on to that is there is this kind of stigma or perception that in order to seek help through tutoring or SI or any other services, you have to be struggling. And a lot of students, and myself included when I was an undergrad, kind of go, oh, well, I never needed this kind of help in high school, or I'm a good student, like I, I shouldn't need this. Um, dispense with that attitude. Smart people ask for help when they need it. And there is no shame in asking for help. And, you know, even if, you know, you're, you feel like you've got a pretty good footing in the class, I still recommend going to SI and peer tutoring, um, because the big thing about SI in particular is it's just live practice. Um, studies show that studying in a group is more effective than studying on your own, as long as that group stays on task. Um, and SI in peer tutoring, group peer tutoring are basically structured ways to do that. Um, with someone who, you know, has gone through the class recently and um, can provide you with really specialized um, help. So, so, you know, know that there is no shame in asking for help. It's the smart thing to do. I would also extend that same advice to self-care, a big thing that we emphasize in SI training of our SI leaders because they are students as well 
is that self-care and mental health, um, taking care of your mental health are steady skills. Um, and never, it, it, it's always challenging to maintain good mental health um, as a student, um, but it is even more challenging, um, you know, during uh, two years of nonstop unprecedented global events. Um, so, you know, know that you are, you are not alone and UCF offers great free services available for um, students who need a little bit of extra help with their mental health, whether you're just, you know, stressed, overwhelmed, going through, you know, a really tough time, um, definitely check out UCF CAPS and don't cram. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you have two hours left uh, to sleep or do a little extra study, you're gonna benefit more from the sleep than you will trying to cram more information in your head. You are not gonna remember it, go to sleep. Just go to sleep. That's my advice generally. You Take know, now. <laughs> <laughs> that is sage advice. I, I can't stress enough that mm -hmm. the last minute cramming rarely produces good results. It does not um, work. Mm -mm. It, it just doesn't work. You know, you, you might remember one key thing, if anything, and whether or not that one thing is going to get you an A in, on that quiz or that test or that paper, it's pretty small. But we also recognize that, you know, students who come to college, whether they come to us directly out of high school or if they come to us as transfer students uh, are still sort of developing um, academically and figuring out what their study skills are like what, and what they're, they're still figuring out what their sleep habits are like, right? And how to navigate, you know, what, how much time they need to study, how much time they're going to be in class, if they have to work, how do they, how do they navigate all of that? And so um, figuring that out at the last minute, probably not a good idea, right? Anna, any advice you would provide to students? Yes, well, uh, coincidentally, and, and my colleague provided great advice. My niece started as a freshman last fall semester, and the advice that I gave her is to maintain a balance between her academics and her personal life. I told her, you know, you can enjoy friends and activities, parties and everything, and you can do your coursework in, as long as you have balance. I encourage her to maintain a calendar to ensure that she had, you know, all of the times in the in the week scheduled, and uh, and and just to ensure that she had enough time for everything, take care of her academics and her personal life as well. Because part of being in college is to get new friends and you know just live, live and and grow personally and uh, and also make it, make sure that they meet their academic goal. And, and it's my, my advice to any student. And of course, my other advice is it's very common for good students to, once they come to college, maybe in their first, their first exam, maybe they don't do as well as they, as they used to do in high school. And I was afraid that was gonna be my niece because she's an excellent student. And I said to her, if, uh, if you, on your first exam, you don't do as well as you expect, and if you don't get the grade that you want, don't panic. It is because it's college and you have to learn how to, how to study differently. 
try to find new strategies, try to uh, reach to um, tutoring if it's available or join study groups, talk to your professor about the exam. I encourage her to also reach out to her instructors to ask for advice on how she could study more effectively for that specific course early on and uh, so that she can change study habits that uh, students have to learn how to uh, study different than they, they, they were studying in high school. Yes, that is, that is so important. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's interesting that balance um, is key in, in relationship to the kind of um, advice and support that um, we give to our college students. Um, I had the same conversation with my niece just the other day um, because she wants to spend an inordinate amount of time with her friends. It's their senior year. And, you know, I bet we can all remember what senior year was like for us, but she has to uh, get her schoolwork done Mm -hmm. and she's filling in applications for scholarships and doing all kinds of other things. And I said, you know, all of those things are possible, but they're not all possible at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have to figure out how much time you need to spend on the things that are priority school versus the things that you like to do, like hang out with your friends. And that doesn't go away because you go to college. And what I often tell young people and what I told my nieces, that doesn't go away when you become an adult either. <laughs> right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that is sage advice for, for our college students. And, and uh, all of you have been so gracious to give your time this afternoon. I want to thank Becky, Anna, and Erica for joining me today, for providing such great insights about the Student Academic Resource Center and its programs. I highly encourage all of our students here at UCF and students who might be listening who attend other institutions who have a similar uh, configuration, a similar space on their campus to check out that space, check out our our SOC office, see those people who are there. This is the beginning of a new semester. Plan ahead, take advantage of these opportunities now. So in addition to creating balance, plan ahead and seek out opportunities to strengthen your academic skills and take advantage of their services. Thank you all this afternoon for joining us for Academically Speaking. We hope that you will join us in our future podcast. Have a great day.